You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome into another episode of the Bear Down Chicago podcast. If you're listening to this, you're probably like, hey, that's not Ryan Dangle. It's actually Brendan Chagru. And uh, this is a very special episode because this is my takeover episode. But I'm with everybody here. We have Ryan Dangle. You can follow him at Ryan Dangle on Twitter. Jack Wright, you can follow him at Bear Down Jack. We have Logan Bradley back. You can follow him at Bear Down Bradley and our guy, Patrick Sheldon. You can follow him at P underscore shells. You can also read him at the Windy City, part of the fan side of network. And of course, you can follow me at Brendan Chagru and read me on Bears Wire. But guys, we have a full house today. It's so good to see everybody. How are you guys doing? A little scared, a little excited. Yeah, awesome. Happy to see everybody's face. Can you say the excited part first and then the scared part later? Uh, no, it was a, I picked the order on purpose. Damn. <laughs> well, at least for two of us, we, we got to take some some trips uh, around the country. So mine was pretty awesome. I, I don't know about, about you, Jack. Mine was awesome. You went to the Grand Canyon? It was... Okay, this is my second time going. The first time I went, I had just been laid off from my job. I threw all my stuff in my car and it was like, I'm driving out to California, see where the road takes me. And it was kind of like the most therapeutic thing in the world. And then this time it's like, you know, dealing with first time fatherhood and jobs are tough and all that. And it was same thing. It's very therapeutic. It's amazing. It's true. Really rim to rim. It's Why is thing. that funny, guys? What is? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not in on the joke. I, I too am a fan of uh, you know Cap and J Hood and all of that. <laughs> now that's oh, where you man. go all the way from one side of the canyon to the other side of the canyon. Is that my oh. understanding? There, there were okay. some guys that were like, we we're like, oh, we, we we feel badass. We were, we hiked like three and a half, four miles into the Grand Canyon, and then we saw these guys are like, yeah, we we hiked from the other side. And we're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna sit down now. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. But also, Dangle, it was your first time in Vegas too, right? No, no, I've been to Vegas. Oh, before never mind. And, yeah, yeah, but no, it was good. We only were there for a little bit to have a sandwich and then get on the plane. I was just really upset that you you just missed our good friend Luis Medina. I was so excited for because Luis was there for his birthday, and I saw Dangle was there. I was like, oh my god, you guys are right there, and just didn't work out, unfortunately. But Jack, yeah, we need to hear about your your cross country trip. I mean, you know, you you were everywhere, man. It was awesome. I missed you guys, of course. But we, uh, a couple of us, jumped on some motorcycles and we rode from Chicago to New York, and then down the coast. Uh, we're history geeks, so we were looking at historical sites. And there was a first for me there. I want, would you guys like to hear about the very like very first time something happened to me? Logan, oh, yes. First, please, please. We didn't want to stay in New York because we figured it'd be really expensive. So we decided to get out of town and we went out to like Newark. 
And we were on bikes, but my buddies were in cars. So my buddies decided to land the hotel for us. I pull up to the hotel and I look at the guys and I'm like, hey guys, this area looks a little sketch. You sure about this hotel? Turns out it was a Motel 6. I don't know about you guys, but any hotel where the doors open directly to the outside, that's usually not a good sign. As I'm pulling in, there are some women that are in the parking lot. And I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe they're just travelers and they're out having a couple of drinks and it's no big deal. Now, keep in mind, I am from small town, Midwestern America. I have not had a ton of experiences. I'm not completely naive, but let's face it, I'm a little naive. We only had one room, so I went to the front desk and I said, hey, I'm wondering, I'm waiting behind like this guy for a long, long time because I'm going to try to get another room. And the guy is checking out several rooms. He's spending a lot of time in line reserving two or three different rooms. A guy comes in to the lobby. He's like, hey, would you open the door for me? I forgot my key. Go straight to the cash station and then leaves. Now, keep in mind, again, Jack being Jack, this thing, it's all coming together for me very slowly. Like, it's not till later <laughs> where I'm like, I see the guy get into his car and I'm like, that guy's a pimp. <laughs> that, that guy was a pimp. And those were prostitutes. And that dude did not forget his key. That dude just got some cash. And we stayed in a brothel. I swear to you. Like, I, wow. I, I didn't. I slept in my sleeping bag. I didn't touch the sheets, shells. I didn't touch a towel. Not a single what, freaking disgusting towel. Is that what your affidavit said too, Jack? <laughs> yeah, uh, you sure said this was a first time. I mean, you know, what was the first time, Jack? <laughs> All of it. I had never stayed in a Motel 6 whorehouse with hookers and a pimp <laughs> that was a first this is not what i expected from the podcast today family-ish out it the window it's gone something else guys like oh, uh, my my blown like blown mind that my mind they, they left blown. the light on good thing you. it was just your mind jack they did leave the light on for somebody oh by the way i got up and i said hey could i get another room just like ours and the guy's like looking at me kind of confused and knowing i'm not from around no no we don't have any other we don't have any other rooms for the whole night dude i was like oh okay <laughs> Got it. We rent those on an hour? hourly basis. A, yeah, can I get yeah. an hour? <laughs> yeah. oh, I so just want to take a nap. I just want right. to take a nap. Just a nappy. Just to watch. Yeah. So oh, Brendan's episode awesome. is off the rails. Wow. Yes, it should be. I'm so happy. Like this is this is great. And I will say we probably won't be giving Motel Six a shout out today because <laughs> for one reason or another they jumped into my mentions a few weeks ago for one like some random reason. I'm like, hey, thanks Motel Six, but. I don't think I'm about gonna be doing what? that today. I don't I it was something so random. I, I don't even know. That's I didn't mention them. It wasn't it wasn't anything about a hotel, but they like agreed with me on something, and I'm like, that's really weird. Like, why <laughs> who are you, social media manager? Ima I was gonna say, imagine being the motel six social media manager. What a job that would be. <laughs> <laughs> what a job. How do you find yourself in that dark, dark place? I mean, I, I guess I'll take it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'll, I'll, I'll probably get better better creative. I, I guess I'll take it. Just, never mind. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I won't go there. 
man. <laughs> Are you thinking about buying or selling a house in the Chicagoland area? There's one person and one person only, Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties. Jeff is making it happen for his buyers, using proven tactics to help his buyers get the contracts. And it's not about paying the highest price either. Contact Jeff today to learn more. Visit GenevaJeff.com or call text at 630-254-4734. Some, Jack, I don't think uh, our listeners know you actually cut your trip just a few days short uh, and you're looking pretty clean today. I, I think, Jack, did you come back for a haircut? I did actually have one on Wednesday. How did you know, Shells? I, I can tell. I can tell. I mean, if there's one barbershop that's worth cutting your cross-country trip short for, it's Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois. They've been serving the community for 68 years, with six barbers are open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, and they have appointments available to book either online or by phone at your convenience. Visit Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or call 630 668 0137 and book your appointment today sheridan's barbershop where traditional meets modern jack hola me llamo ryan or mi nombre es ryan it's been so long since i took spanish i don't remember do you have any ideas on how we could dust that up a little i got it so if we're looking to brush up on our spanish for work or travel Revive the Spanish you once knew with Lily Barcelona. This 30-day refresher course gets you communicating confidently. The online course includes video lessons, games, and conversation practice. To learn more, visit reviveyourspanish.com. That's reviveyourspanish.com and get your free starter today. Okay, before anything else, anyone that's listening, seriously, Lily Barcelona is an amazing human being. She's fantastic. She just started this company, ReviveYourSpanish.com. If you're even thinking about it, go check it out. It's so super cool. And the first one is free. So what's what's to lose? Go check it out, ReviveYourSpanish.com. All right, boys, I have a really, I, I think it's a really fun show planned for all of us. And I'm really excited. Before I get into that, though, Nobody can see this, but Jack changed his name on Zoom to Dirk Diggler halfway through the episode. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. I'm like, are we just, you know, anything goes today? Is that what we're doing? That's my hope. <laughs> All right. So we have a ton of fun bear stuff today. Um, the first thing I want to really get into, though, is is a newsworthy item, but we're going to make it fun and interactive for everybody. So the biggest news this past week has been the city of Chicago and Soldier Field trying to woo and wine and dine the Bears to make Soldier Field more inviting and not one of the worst places to watch and experience a football game in America. In my opinion, it's a little too late, too little, too late. And I feel like a lot of these changes could have been made earlier. I mean, they're talking about wanting to put a dome on. They came out with some interesting renderings that featured Justin Fields getting uh, they they showed a screen and the still was Justin Fields getting sacked during the infamous Cleveland Browns game. Like this isn't just any like sack. This is one of the worst football games in recent memory for the Bears. They also had pictures of Katie Holmes and Surrey from like 10 years ago. Like they just kind of put this together without any sort of review. And we, we have a fun game coming up. But before we get into that, I kind of want to hear from you guys. We haven't talked about this. 
what are your thoughts on everything that just went down this week with the city trying to get the bears back by wooing them this way? And then the bears saying, you know what, we're kind of focused on Arlington Heights right now. We're not dealing with this. So I want to hear from you guys. Let's start with Logan, then Ryan, Jack and shells. Yeah. I, I, I've been all aboard the Arlington Heights train ever since that started. And now having been to, so I live in LA now, I was able to visit SoFi Stadium, which obviously I realize is a brand new, like state of the art, billions dollars worth of, you know, uh, stuff. But I, you see a real stadium like that. And then you think about Soldier Field, you think about the experience of getting to getting out of the game, feeling like you're just in the middle of uh, like basically a concrete jungle. And it's just, it, it is, it's the definition of too little too late. And I think that, uh, I think that everybody should really be ready to move on and kind of just start fresh. You know, I, I thought a lot about it when we had Cam Ellis, we got the chance to talk to him about it and it's iconic. It's beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous, but it's also one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. It's the smallest stadium in the NFL. It doesn't make any sense for a huge market like Chicago, it, it just can't be done in that space, which really stinks because, you know, visually, at least you know, if you're looking out and you can see some of the, the skyline and everything, it's really, really cool, but it's time to move. And, you know, Lori Lightfoot is trying to do whatever she can to, to try to keep the bears here. But I, I don't, I don't think she has a shot. There's no way. It just, it seemed janky. Is that the word the kids use these days? Mm. It's janky. It's a good word. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It was, um, half ass half measured too little too late um like maybe get ahead of it months ago and and not try to like as they're probably gonna leave town see oh but wait we've got this for you uh you know it just it just doesn't seem authentic um and i just think it's I agree with you about what Cam said, Ryan. I thought Cam did a nice job of making me think twice about what it is that I do love about the current stadium and where it's located, but that doesn't change my overall feel that it's time for something new and it's probably going to need to happen somewhere else. Much like uh, Jack Wright at a newer Gary Motel 6, it feels like the city of Chicago was caught with their pants down on this one. Uh, <laughs> Every, every everything you guys said uh, rings true here. It feels like this this last ditch effort to keep the Bears in Chicago is thrown together at the last minute, uh, as if they didn't see this coming for months and months. I mean, if the fans uh, on Twitter can see this coming and developing, how did the city of Chicago not see it? So, uh, for them to put forth this, like you said, Jack, a half-ass effort to try to keep them, uh, it showed that that they kind of were were throwing a hail mary late in the game here. Yeah, it's really just a political play, in my opinion. I mean, who wants to be known as the mayor and the regime that lost the Bears to a suburb? I mean, nobody wants to be that way. And so once you finally realize that this is actually a realistic possibility, an unlikely possibility that that it's going to happen, you're going to try to do whatever you can and throw some half-assed stuff together and put it out there and say, yeah, we'll do whatever you want to keep you, except, you know, let you buy the stadium outright and do whatever you want. You know, we're going to try to work with you. Brennan, especially because all of the major sports teams in Chicago actually play in the city limits. That's not like a lot of other places, right? A lot of other, like one of the teams at least is playing in a suburb or something like that. But as of right now, all the teams are playing inside the city limits. No, that's true. That That is really true. And the only other thing I will say, not that this is 
not that this is likely going to happen, but I caught it. I, I put an article out on Bears Wire and uh, Bill Zimmerman with Windy City Gridiron did the same. The quote that the team put out saying that they're not looking into renovations at Soldier Field was only while they were under contract with Arlington Heights. So if something does fall through, I think they would go back to the city and say, hey, we do want to do this. We do want to explore putting potentially a roof on or a retractable roof. Let's see what we can do here. So it's not necessarily, I think some people are taking that quote, not necessarily out of context, but not reading the whole quote which did say, while we are under contract, we are not looking into do, doing any renovations with Soldier Field because we are focused on Arlington Heights. So it's not likely, but I kind of want to put that out there. Like this is not something that's totally, it, until like actually they start, you know, digging ground, it's not done. What a boss ass move it would be if the Bears chose to go to Arlington Heights, the NFL expanded, and Chicago went ahead and did the renovations to the stadium and said, okay, fine, we've got this new Chicago team. Uh, that would be turnabout, man. I'd be like, whoa, Lori Lightfoot, you get down with your bad self. <laughs> I don't really want to think about that. It's really hard. Like, they're I, talking I wouldn't some leave... expansion teams, aren't they? I, I, they, they, they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The NFL's always looking to do more and grow. Yeah. So, boys, with all that being said, we know the Bears aren't likely going to stay at Soldier Field. We know they're probably moving to Arlington Heights. But I want to hear from you your best and most ridiculous pitches of how to keep the Bears at Soldier Field Shark Tank style. So what we're going to do is I'm going to be Mark Cuban because I don't want to be Kevin O'Leary. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm going to have each of you pitch me, you know, a couple minutes, not too much. But I want to hear your most ridiculous renovations and pitches for getting Soldier Field to be where the Bears want to be. So let's go reverse order. We're going to go Sheldon, Jack slash Dirk Diggler, Ryan, and Logan. First off, Mark, can I interest you in buying the team? Uh, before we... uh, no, you cannot. Uh, I have to pay Luka Doncic way too much money, so I don't really have that much. You know, he he likes his uh, he likes his beers and he likes his pastries. <laughs> I feel like we need a visionary for this new venture out in Arlington Heights because I've got some wild ideas that I think the fans are really going to like, and I hope you like them as well. So we're going to start with the 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 stadium in the center of Arlington Heights and around it in a circle will be all the bars and restaurants to include a state of the art casino, maybe two, uh, which will all be connected by a insulated walkway. So you never have to leave your hotel. You never have to walk outside. You can you can enjoy the surrounding area in the comfort of your T-shirt or your your sweater. You never have to put on your hat and your mittens and your gloves and jackets and schlep through the freezing cold of the Windy City. We're abandoning that old bare weather nonsense, and we're gonna we're gonna embrace the the state of the art that is an indoor facility with turf and modern amenities uh, and a great modern experience for the fan. And so not only will you be able to walk from bar to bar through this breezeway that will be insulated and heated, but you can also walk. There will be four points of entry from uh, the circle into the stadium. So you never have to walk outside even to get to the stadium. As you're walking into the stadium, you'll come through what will amount to a uh, an exhibit of grizzly bears to protect uh, some of the endangered uh, grizzly bears out there in North America. And uh, you'll walk into the stadium. And one new feature that I think we're going to have that's going to separate us from the modern uh, stadiums will be 
two glass enclosed catwalks on the top of the stadium so that fans can go out and watch a portion of the game above the field and get a different perspective uh, of the game that you probably can't get from home uh, or maybe even the eye in the sky. So I think that would be a really cool, immersive experience for fans, something that no stadium is doing. And I think you and the rest of the Sharks are just the people to lead this. Well, Sheldon, I, I really appreciate your pitch. I think it's great. Uh, Lori Grenier's eyeing me. She thinks it's a good idea as well. Uh, the, one, the one question I have about the catwalk is uh, what happens if a drunken fan gets too belligerent and, you know, can't keep his balance and then, you know, somebody accidentally falls over? Are we going to have an issue there? Because I, I, I could not on my conscience have somebody at this stadium. No, it's all through. enclosed. It's oh, all good. Enclosed. Okay, good. I'm, Very I'm good. not an idiot, Mark. <laughs> That was well done. I, I did. I, I will say we were we were talking about renovations to Soldier Field, but yeah, I like that you just took it to Arlington Heights and made it your own. And you know, I'm very interested. So well done, Sheldon. I, I like those uh, enclosures, and I think uh, I think you and me could do business someday. But I want to hear from Jack. Okay, so the first thing that we're doing is we're smashing Current Soldier all the way to the ground. It's gone. Ryan, you probably know this. Maybe some of you others know this. Most of the lakefront is created from debris from when there was the Chicago fire. So we need some more land. We need more land out there because what we're going to do is we're going to build an entirely new stadium, state-of-the-art stadium, SoFi-like with open-air ventilation, also with the ability to close that thing up because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but... Sometimes it's really cold in the winter in Chicago. But we're going to build that thing right up against the lakefront. I just was at PNC, and PNC is right along the river, and it is picturesque. So we're going to go ahead and glass enclose the entire lakeside element of the stadium so that people can see that beautiful lakefront all the time while they're in there watching the game. We're going to save the columns. We're going to save the columns and there's going to be some architect who's way smarter than me that can put them kind of out adjacent to the stadium and and make this like really nice commemorative type of plot. We're going to extend that into an entire veterans support wing. We're going to have guys like Shells and other people who are veterans who need the help and know what help is needed to go ahead and do this combination vet wing with the with so we can still have that soldier field flair and we can still honor veterans and we can still honor soldiers but then the rest of it like where the old stadium was is going to be like like boston it's going to be like what the ricketts did with wrigley the whole thing casinos parking theaters restaurants hotels you name it the stadium itself is also of course going to have like sofi a stage there's got to be a stage because we're going to do all kinds of different you know concerts and you name it in that place there's probably going to be you know um monster truck races hopefully uh, uh but anyway so so we've got better access in and out whether it's ferries whether it's um buses whether it's ubers we've got parking if we need it we still can save the tailgate we still we've got this beautiful new seventy thousand person stadium it's right up against the lake we're still honoring old old soldier field so that we're not just like completely bulldozing that under and it's going to it's going to be beautiful beautiful 
I like it. I, I like what you're doing there. You're, you're keeping the historical structure, but you're also recognizing what they need to do to actually move forward and give different space to actually make the, uh, not only game experience, but other experiences on the museum campus, uh, more palatable. So well done, Ryan, what you got? Gentlemen, let me tell you a little bit about ethylene tetrafluorothylene, E-T-F-E. It is an amazing plastic that uh, allows for natural grass to be grown through this glass. So what happens is, because again, Michelle's pointed out brilliantly that we're done with this whole like bare weather thing because it's not a thing, but you've already got Soldier Field in this beautiful location. So once we tear down that relic that is time to go, it had its time, it was beautiful, it was amazing, but it's time for a new stadium that will be encased in this ETFE. There's only one other stadium in the world that has it, that's Forsyth Bar Stadium in New Zealand. And what it, what it allows for is for them to grow natural grass through this glass and so you have a perfect view of the skyline you have a perfect view of the lake and all that stuff but it is an enclosed space that can be temperature controlled um and you know so yeah you can see the snow falling in january for a football game while you're sitting in your shorts or something else along those lines i think it is time gentlemen to make etfe happen at soldier field that's good Simple to the point. I think, you know, a lot of big words in there, but I get it. <laughs> so that's, that's well done. I think that's honestly not the most outlandish thing. So well done, Dangle. Logan. Okay. That was a perfect lead into mine because I have two renovations and neither are very outlandish. Um, the first one we need to, you know, there's a Chicago bears culture. There's a proud Chicago bears culture. But for me, maybe this is no, it's not just me. There's one pivotal moment in Chicago Bears history, and that's when Keith Trailer intercepted Mark Brunel in the 2001 <laughs> season finale at Soldier Field. Everybody remembers it. He, he was the slowest man of all time. He was trying to hand the ball off at one point to one of his teammates. So what we need to do is we need to create a statue of Keith Trailer trying to hand the ball off, and we need to... Uh, erect that statue at the gates of Soldier Field. Now, number two, number two, you ever, you don't even have to sell me on number two. I'm done. That's perfect. I know this is, this is just, this is just the icing on the cake. Everybody's gone to a sporting event and has needed to go to the bathroom. One thing that people don't like about Soldier Field is how long those lines are to go to the bathroom. I don't know how I'm going to do this yet, but trust me that I will find a way we need to install some type of system where you can urinate while sitting in your seat that way you never have to get up tell me that's not going to separate soldier field from Genius. all the rest oh, of the yeah. stadiums oh, at anywhere God, yeah. so um that's my pitch those two things damn logan yours were so simple but so effective i mean wow i didn't even plan for that. i didn't know what, I, I had no idea what anybody was going to do and i mean i think everybody gave great ideas we're probably going to go to arlington heights unfortunately but I want to make sure that we get that Keith trailer statue out there and we have little drains in the ground next to every seat and just make sure that plumbing system is just fully operational because that's, that's incredible. Well done. Well done boys. That was good. You know what I'd like to say? Can I add one other thing? Can we have, uh, and maybe in the lower bowl section only, um, cause I don't know how feasible it would be to put everywhere, but like maybe in some of the more luxury seat areas have like an, 
uh, a live betting machine. So you could like wow. bet on all the different NFL games live from your seat. That's like, uh, didn't they build the new DraftKings thing at Wrigley Field, some type of sports book, or they are going to do it? There may be rules against it. Like, you may not be able to have it in the actual stadium, like in your seat. Oh, no, no. I think think that's it. I think you can. Like, well, first of all, uh, mobile betting is legal in Illinois, so you can be at your seat and make Mm -hmm. a bet on the game. But I think that's, I mean, low key, that's probably going to be something that's included That'd be awesome. yeah. at the New Arlington Heights site. Like adding in a casino and some sort of betting operation there, I can definitely see that happening, especially since Churchill Downs um, owns that. Well, I guess owned that land, but I, I could see them working with the Bears on something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Nobody knows what's coming next, but I'm really excited for this. Guys, we're going to do a trivia competition. I have written 20 questions and we are going to split up into teams and we are going to see who knows their bears best. All of this, I will say, because there's some younger fans. I know Logan, you're a bit younger. Everything aside from the first two questions are 2000 and on. So we're not going deep into history. Some of these are probably a little harder than others, but I, what I did was we're going to do each team answers a question for a specific topic They're, I believe they're pretty like, you know, similar in difficulty. So if uh, one team has like kind of a difficult question, the next team is going to have a difficult question and we are going to see who can answer bears trivia the best. And to make this fair, we are going to pull names out of a hat and I'm going to show you those names out of a hat. Because the last time we did this with the coaches draft, <laughs> USOBs accused me of cheating and giving me giving myself the number one overall pick, which was just slander to the highest degree. It's very apparently, apparently didn't help too much, did it, Shells? I guess uh, your pick was with a the fourth right. round pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys Ooh. will see my hat here, so I will. Can you hear that? Well, being audited ASMR. by KPMG. <laughs> All right, team number one is Jack. All by myself. I'm team. I'm not with yet, Dirk. Dirk. I'm with Dirk. He's still Dirk. picking. Give oh. him a chance. Hey, man. whoever's right. with me, I apologize God, in advance. So I am same. terrible at trivia. Terrible. Logan, team number two. Shelves. Okay. All right. Okay. So now for team number one with Jack. I apologize. Oh, it's the dynamic duo, Ryan. So that means Logan is with shells. All right. So we got Jack and Ryan versus Logan and shells. So what we're going to do here is we're going to have, I'm going to ask you the question. Each question is worth two points, gentlemen. Okay. Okay. If you miss it, the other team has a chance to steal, but it's only worth one point. So steals help you, but not, not as much as getting your own questions. I, I was told when this podcast started that there would be no math. Oh, there's no math, yeah. my friend. You just got to remember, you know, useless bears trivia that you can impress your friends with, a.k.a. me. Okay. I'm so glad I'm not going against you because every time I feel like I'm good at bears trivia, I was like, oh, Brendan knows way more than I do. But you know what? He's not in this. So there we go. No, I am. I am just asking the questions and I will. I'll put up a stopwatch just to be fair. All right. So like I said, we'll go, we'll start with Ryan and Jack every single time. And the other team, you guys talk it out, figure out what you want to do, figure out what you want to say, just lock it in before the 30 seconds is done. If you miss it, 
Shells and Logan get a chance to steal. Oh, and uh, the winning team, what I'm saying, what I'm saying the winning team gets to do is to have the losing team either eat or drink something of their choice on a future podcast episode. It could be a nasty Oreo, could be a Malort shot, whatever you two <laughs> figure out what you want to do. Good, that's good. It, no, no use of cell phones, right? There's no internet. No, 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 please, no, 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 no. please don't cheat because that's okay. not fun. Yeah, we're not the Astros. <laughs> no trash cans. Hide your trash cans, please. All right. First question. Again, I, I made the first question hopefully easy for you guys. What were for Ryan and Jack? What were the Chicago Bears previously known as? I got it. I'm ready. All right. What do you got? The Decatur Staley's. That is correct. I don't have a buzzer or anything, but that's okay. My partner. The best partner. <laughs> Sorry, this Jack. Might, did I, did I this, take it from Is you? this going to be Dangle versus uh, Shells? No, I actually knew that. Uh, we're Team Sweetness, by the way. Team Sweetness. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to come up with a name, too? We're Team Mongo. Ooh, I like it. There you go. Okay. That's good. That's really good. Very good. Now I got to write Sweetness instead of Jack and Ryan and Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> Might be easier. All right. Question for Team Mongo. Who was the other NFL team that called Chicago home before relocating to St. Louis and later on Arizona? Are you looking at Cardinals, but are we looking at Cardinals? We need it. Yeah. Do you need a more specific Cardinals? Nope. Cardinals is it. You're good. Okay. Okay. Two points. See, you guys got this. We're having fun. Chat about it. If we chat about it, then we're going to tip off the other team. Well, that's why you got to get it right. But that's also why the steals aren't as, uh, you can't get as much. Yeah. Ryan, let's start using our code. No, right. this come on. You got to have it fun for people like listening to the podcast. Okay. All right, got it. Got it. <laughs> There's that, not 30 seconds a... of silence. Yeah, it's just a Jack, was that LaRosa doing a sobriety test? <laughs> 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 I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. <laughs> All right. Hall of Fame the, trivia person. Remember, the rest of these questions are from the year 2000 on. So just keep that in mind. All right, the next category is name that season. This Bears team went seven and nine with wins against the Saints and losses against the Chargers. What season was it? Whoosh. I think I know, Jack, but I'm not 100% sure. You go, because I would be stabbing in the dark. 2011? Is that your final answer? Maybe <laughs> you got seven seconds. Yeah. Go with your gut. Trust your gut. That is incorrect. Shells and Logan, do you have an answer? I am so bad in years, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even no. sure what year it is currently. Um, Wait, so you can you, sorry, can you repeat it again? <laughs> I'll, read, I'll read it again. Yeah. I'll give you, give me a little more time here. This bears team went seven to nine with wins against the new Orleans saints and losses against the chargers. Maybe more recent. Uh, like yeah, fourteen. Yeah, you want to do four? I was gonna say thirteen. You want to do fourteen? We're both guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. I I can't type. Right. Yeah, 2014. It was 2007. Guy. Wow. Oh. Okay. They I opened do- the season against the Chargers, losing. Up. Oh, that's my. 
Okay, so when the timer runs out, it makes a little ding. <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah. It's also the you're both wrong and dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, now that now you know how this goes, Shells and Logan have a chance to take the lead. This Bears team went five and eleven with wins against the 49ers and losses against the Colts. Five and eleven. Say. 2014 <laughs> yes yes gotta be right eventually yes final answer that is incorrect ryan and jack <laughs> unless you already know it ryan i'm thinking that um that brendan's gonna choose the year after the greatest year of Nagy's 10 year which would be 19 but if you think that's totally off, give it. Give, yeah, you, you can go with that. I, I my only other thought was two thousand and four, the the year that Lovey came in. But I can't remember that's which season. Go go with it. Twenty nineteen. Brian, you got to be confident. It's two thousand four. Oh, oh wow! I'm stay, I'll stay out of your way, Ryan. <laughs> Oof, that's tough. Dang, I'm impressed. I know. I thought I, I even I though was, that's zero I, points. And as soon as you know what, with the last one, as soon as as soon as it came around to you guys, I knew it was 2007. It was the Super Bowl hangover year. It just came to me late. I'm yeah. oh, I'm I'm seething right now. <laughs> <laughs> you had it though, so I feel I, again. Some of these some of these are tough. I kind of I don't know everybody's bears knowledge, so that's why I try to make them equally as hard. But they could be hard, so. It's all right, but we're, we're having fun. We're having we're, a good time. <laughs> I think fun. I watch and then they've been so bad. I just purge it all from my memory. I do that. That seriously, that happens to me. That's why those yeah. questions I'm so weak on is just, I'm just like, I'm almost like that. 80% of their seasons are seven and nine with. Right. You know, yeah. Losses against but that's why I also tried to throw the teams in there and knowing yeah. AFC teams are every four years. I thought now, did I do pretty well? That was Lovey Smith's first year, wasn't it? It was. You're oh us. man, I remember yeah, the, the tail end of that. They started playing really well, That's and good. people started yep. saying, "We'll see what this defense can do." All right, next question is leading receivers. So we're going to stick with that 2004 season for Ryan and Jack. Who is the leading receiver for the 2004 Bears with 699 yards? Oh, okay, so so Jack, I'm trying to remember if Marty Booker was still there because he was traded i think to miami at one point and so i don't know if it's like if david terrell was still hanging out or or if it was if it was Booker Marty Booker. Have had more than that though or no i mean not no. necessarily he kind of tailed okay. off and then they got rid of him uh, marty what marty booker got? that's my what guess marty booker that's incorrect logan and shells Mitch comes no um <laughs> Matt so like David Terrell wasn't on the team anymore, was he? I have no idea. I'm, I'm Moose and Muhammad. Years. Was he? He was not there yet. Yeah, no, he wasn't there yet in 2000, or, 2004, right? We're talking 2004. Still? Yeah, 2004. Mm. What do you got? I was 11. I'm using that as an excuse. I have nothing. Terrell. David Terrell's the answer. Oh! <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Dangle said it too. That's <laughs> or Jack uncool. said. I can't remember one of you guys said it. Wait, oh, you Ryan. did? Oh, I didn't even hear that. That's the yeah. third one Ryan's had, right? Wow. Yeah. All right, so you guys got one point off that off the, off the steal. So it's three, two, you guys, and you get the next question. All right, so you can take a big lead. Okay. Okay. Who is the leading receiver for the 2017 Bears with 614 yards? 
2017 Bears. 2017 Bears. How many yards? 614. Kendall Wright's for some reason. The That's, that, that was the mind. first one that jumped into my head too. Let me just think through. Um, that's all. That's all. That, that would fire be my that guess. was that team. Yeah, that's why I'd right? go with. Yeah, because that was that Trubisky's rookie year. Yeah, or, yeah. Let's go with that, Kendall okay. Wright. Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright is right. Let's yes. go, Logan. Five to two. There we go. Huge, buddy. There we go. All right. These honestly, the, this next category is going to be hard because even I didn't know this when I looked it up. So, <laughs> good luck. We're going with sack leaders, boys. And these Everybody are not should have two. <laughs> that was good. I like that teammate. That's good. All right. In 2014, who led the Bears with 10 sacks? Ryan and Jack. My guess, Jack, is Pernell McPhee. That's my guess. That's probably wrong. We're going with McPhee, Pernell McPhee. You're going to be wrong. That is incorrect. Okay. What year is this? I think yeah, 2014. I have a guess. 2014. Jared Allen? That's, who were Wait. you thinking? I was, I was saying Jared Allen. When, I, again, I'm terrible in years. When was Mark yeah, Anderson? Too. When was his? Oh, gosh, no idea. Didn't he I have? I barely a... even remember him. 2014. Go go with it. If, if it came to your head for some reason, go for it. Mark Anderson. No. No, that no. is incorrect. No, that's like 10 years earlier. 2006, baby. So, Willie Young. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, I never would have gotten and that. He had the, 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 I know the, the, fish, yeah. the, real, the fishing reel <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. I almost included that, but I thought that would have been a dead giveaway. <laughs> All right. Same time frame, guys. This is for Shells and Logan. You guys can still take a commanding lead. In 2015, who led the team in sacks with eight? Oh man, 2015. Be like my same guess. Uh, Lamar Houston. I was just going. Oh my God, I was going to say at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's go. Lamar Houston. I can't believe you got that. Lamar Houston's (laughs) correct. Congrats, wow. guys. Oh, well, yeah. He, he's yeah, the so one. That, he tore his ACL celebrating down like 40 points. To the yeah, but that was right? the year earlier. That was the year oh, before. Okay. I I'm, completely I'm, for, I forgot he was on the team in 2015. Yeah. I'm still salty. I'm still salty because I knew a lot of these. I mean, oh, you guys know how competitive we, we lost. Ryan is. No, lost you guys, bad. there's plenty more. Ryan, there are plenty more. Bonus rounds. Bonus yeah, rounds. We can beat you even. We can beat you by more, even. So <laughs> easy. <laughs> so okay, easy quick quick sidebar. Logan and I, we coached together for a couple of years, and our teams would face off each other, and uh, is <laughs> the, the, so the, the losing team. So he had to wear a Cubs jersey, and I had to wear a Sox jersey. And I have a <laughs> my favorite picture is Logan yes. wearing it, and just like just disgust you can just i look so like frumpy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't look good on anyone Logan. no it doesn't i might, it doesn't I might have to share it come on i'll share it on our instagram story yeah go so for it there you go yeah. <laughs> follow us on instagram facebook and twitter by the way if you don't all right next category guys you're not out of this yet so don't get too down you guys know this mm-hmm. we're going with bears packers rivalry and specifically the good part of the Bears-Packers rivalry where the Bears actually win a game or two. All right. So, Ryan and Jack, your question. 
In 2010, week three on Monday Night Football, the Bears were trailing the Packers at the start of the fourth quarter until this player gave them the lead. It's 2010. 2010, week three. Mm. And they won the game. I have a guess, J-Dubs. I am dead weight to you, my friend. Matt Forte. Is that our final answer? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not Matt Forte. Logan and Shells, do you have a guess? 2010. Oh, my God. All these years just blend together. Um, I don't know why the most random name, Marion Barber, rest in peace, came in my mind. Was he earlier than that? Um, Otherwise, I don't have anything. Can, can I make a guess if they don't what, get it right I, before you tell us the answer? What about what was Martellus Bennett on the team yet? Got five, no, four, no. three, Marion Barber. Marion Barber. That is wrong. Do you know the answer, Ryan? Is it Earl Bennett? It is not Earl Bennett. Okay. It is right, Devin Hester. Oh, Hester is a punt return. Gave him the... Oh, oh that was a fun one, too. Now I know. I'm talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No points on that one. Shells and Logan, Team Mongo, your question. In 2005, on Christmas Day, the Bears were leading the Packers by 10 in the third quarter and increased their lead when this player danced into the end zone for a touchdown. Mm. I have no, absolutely no idea. Desmond Clark? I would, I don't know. Um, Dance, who would have danced into the end zone in 2005? I don't know. Got anything? Five seconds. Clark. Desmond Clark. That is incorrect. Ryan and Jack. Would that be Mushin Muhammad? Is there a final answer? Yes. No, it was Lance Briggs. Pick six. Oh, oh. In. Tricky. Yeah. Tricky. I know. Tricky. Double nickel to the house. Okay. All right. Score still remains the same. I'm telling you, I'm sorry. These got these, these are hard, but these are really these difficult are questions. Yeah, <laughs> individual games from like 17 years ago are not. <laughs> but there's there's probably like two podcast listeners that are out there right now going, I got that right. I knew that that was oh, you know. yeah. like somebody was yelling at the end of their microphone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you are that person, send us a message on Twitter yeah. or beardownchipod at gmail.com because we want to know that you you just you you earn bragging rights. Bears yeah, reporter no Peter Bukowski probably has these, right? <laughs> <laughs> Talks about the Bears enough. Jeez. All right, guys. Next next category, Bears draft history. This one might be the toughest out of all of them. In 2000, the Bears hit big on their first two draft picks with Brian Erlacher and Mike Brown and then got some production out of this receiver in the third round before he went to the Atlanta Falcons. Ryan and Jack. Dude, I yeah, two thousand. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Uh, is there a receiver we haven't named, or one we already named? I'll give you a hint. One you haven't named. Des White, and he came back. I don't, man. I don't know. Is that your answer? Sure. That's it. You got it. (laughs) It's Des White. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let's go. You're back on the board. Hold on. And then he came back, didn't he? To the to the Bears. I don't think think he did actually. Uh, I don't think he did. I think pro he football focus. Here I come. Yeah, <laughs> I, won't, I won't look it can't up. Can't cheat until you can't yeah, look it up later. I but no, I think he he spent the first few years with the Bears and then went to Atlanta for a couple of years and I don't know might have been out of the league. But okay. either way, he got it. Nice job. You're back in the game. Good work. Good work. All right. Next question for Logan and Shells. 
In 2005, the Bears missed on most of their draft class with Cedric Benson and Mark Bradley, but hit on Kyle Lorton and this sixth round defensive back who also spent time with the Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore. Are you sure? Oh, it's not. No, it's not. That's not his name. That's not his name. Uh, Is it? Pretty sure that's who it is, but I can't remember if that's his name because I remember he followed me on Twitter one time. Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking of the thing. I was, yeah. I don't do you know. Have any, do you have anything, Shells? Uh, Nate Vasher was the first name that jumped into my head, but I don't. If you felt DJ Moore, go, go do more. more. Let's go more. It is not DJ Moore, even though he does follow everybody on Twitter. Ryan yeah. and Jack, your your guys. Just, I literally, I can see this Panthers. dude's face. I know that he ended up going into coaching. He has a somewhat common name, and I cannot, for the life of me, think of what it is. I, it's driving. He played safety, and it. I. It's. I can't think of his name. If I, I say a name, then that name's going to be in your head instead of the actual. Uh, Joe Johnston. It is Chris Harris. I knew it. Oh. I, I knew. I when you said coaching too, that was that was oh. a good. I, I I knew you had it. Like right. Do we get there. a bonus point for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the score is seven to four. You guys are definitely not out of it yet. There are a few more questions left. The next category is interceptors. So this is a specific game I'm asking about, but they were a primetime game, so hopefully you remember. (laughs) Ryan's face. All right, Ryan and Jack, this is for you. In 2018, the Bears sealed the victory on Monday Night Football when this cornerback intercepted Russell Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks for a pick six. What year was it? 2018. So I'm Week trying two. to think. Uh, I don't think full. I don't think it's Fuller because I don't think Fuller ever caught an interception ever. Um, I'm trying to think who is opposite corner of Fuller at that point. Did you say specifically a corner? Or yeah, just... it's it's a corner. Oh, you did. Oh, sorry. <sighs> I I mean I have to say Kyle Fuller because I can't think of the other name, but I know that's not right. It is not Kyle Fuller. Logan and Shells. What year was it? 2018. Is it Prince? Is it a It's a good guess. I, the other th- person, except I, I, I like that. I like that. Who is, well, who is yours? Who is yours? What, what was the guy's name? Like Tim Jennings or something? Just go Prince and Mukamara. I'm thinking of uh, some, someone was a corner recently, but I like that. I like your answer. All right. Prince. Is there a final? Yeah. That's correct. It was Prince there you and Mukamara. Go. Yes. Nice yeah. Shells. You get one. For that, sorry, I'm Jack, sorry, Ryan. Jack, we got we got annihilated here. Yeah, it's sorry. not. It's still a few more questions. If you get yours right, you'll you'll be good. All right, next question. Same category: interceptors for Logan and Shells in 2014. The Bears opened a Monday Night Football matchup with the New York Jets in Week Three by immediately scoring an interception an interception touchdown from this veteran safety. Say the year uh, again. 2014. 2014. This one's hard. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Long, prolific career of uh, Bears free safeties who have been awful. You got anything? Uh, No. Nate Basher. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It's not Nate Basher. Ryan uh, and Jack. There's a name. There's a name that's coming. Up. I I can't think of it. But uh, 
You guys got anything? I, I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, he, I think he might have played in New York, maybe. But no, no, I can't remember. I'm out. Jimmy, it, 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 Amos was way after that, right? Yep, that's, that's way later. Way later. Vesty Jackson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I right. can't remember. No, it don't know. was Ryan Mundy. Yeah, that's mm. not who I was thinking of. And it because Mike Tarico made the worst joke in the world. He's like, it's Monday night football. <laughs> oh, that's... I never forgot that. <laughs> These are freaking hard. Yeah, that was, that was tough. difficult I never questions. That. I know, but I'm glad they're equally difficult. And mm-hmm. I realize that my brain works very differently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one might be a little bit easier. Random punters and kickers. <laughs> <laughs> For, for Jack and Ryan, in between Brad Maynard and Pat O'Donnell, who was the Bears' starting punter that was signed in free agency? I'll even give you the year. It was 2011. It was some chotch with guns. Uh, he <laughs> some chotch with guns. <laughs> Isn't that like every punter at some point they just friggin' do bicep curls and act like chotches? Um. I actually had a name in my head and I can't remember this one. Yeah, I'm out. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. All right. Shells and Logan for one point. The Bears punter. Are you asking me who the Bears punter in 2011? (laughs) I'll I'll say this. There's only been three punters in the last 20 years. I'm asking you to name one of them. Can I ask how long he was the punter for? I think like three years. I don't know why I asked that like it was going <laughs> to. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Jeff Fiegels. Uh, no, that's a name, though. It is, is uh, Adam wait. Podlish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never would have gotten it. You guys remember. You just need a, need really a little memorable, That guy. All right. Shells and Logan. In between Paul Edinger and Robbie Gold, who was the Bears' starting kicker that was signed in free agency. Paul Edinger and Robbie Gold. Hmm. Like 2004, 2005. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I got nothing. No idea, man. All right. Ryan and Jack, do you know? So this is how my brain works. He wore number 10. They signed him to a big contract, and he didn't even make it a full season. He was effing terrible, but I don't remember what his name was. You pretty much. Oh, got I thought you were about to show off there. I know. I thought nope. you knew. That's how oh my brain my works. So I didn't Brent, even know what number he wore. I couldn't Brendan, remember. That. I was right though, wasn't I? You don't know the name though. But that's what I just said. But everything else, <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, yeah, I already told you. I don't know. What I remember his name. Does the name Doug Bryan mean anything to you? No, that's actually. Oh I, my god! I never. No. I don't even know that name. Oh man. All right, these we got two more questions, two more or two more categories, and we'll finish up. It, it looks so, like Shells and Logan are going to win, but we're going to play it through because I want to see you guys know this. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Everybody knows quarterbacks, right? Not with Chicago Bears. Even it's Trubisky. Seven of them. <laughs> yeah. In two thousand nine, Jay Cutler made his two debut for the Bears in prime time Ooh. and threw his first touchdown to which player? Ryan and Jack. First touchdown that he threw in prime time. Not Marty Booker. Not... Matt Forte. Because Matty Forte caught everything. Matt Forte. Matt Forte. That is incorrect, gents. Logan and Shells. Des Clark? 
<laughs> I was going to say, like, what about a Johnny Knox? I like it was a tight end, Ooh. actually. Oh, did you say I did? No, I said oh, player. Shoot. I said player, but I'll give you a hint. It's a receiver. Oh, oh okay. okay. We didn't get a hint. I'll you give you two. Yeah. It was a re- yeah. you, you got there. It wasn't a receiver. You named hint. The that's not. A I, I wouldn't have guessed Matt Forte if he said receiver. Well, that's true. So you want to go uh, Booker? Hmm. You got an answer? <laughs> he, I don't even think Look he up. was on the team then. I'm saying I need an answer. Johnny Knox. Johnny Knox. That is incorrect. It was Devin Hester. Oh, I actually oh, thought, I thought it was Johnny Knox, but I had to look at Hester. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Hester was yeah. a number one wide receiver on the That's Chicago Bears right. and the Chicago Bears only would make Devin Hester the number one wide mm-hmm. receiver. That's how dysfunctional this I know. franchise is. Oh. In, all right. Logan and Logan and shells in 2017, Mitchell Trubisky made his debut for the Bears also in primetime and threw his first touchdown to which player. And I said player. There are so many of them. It's uh, remember. <laughs> yeah. Was it uh, Cam Meredith? I like that answer. It's a good guess. Where he got hurt. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith. That is incorrect. Ryan and Jack. Guess, I think it was a tight end, and it's tight end. they had like eight hundred terrible tight ends that year. So Ben Broniker. That's not right. That's clearly not right. It's not right, but there it is. I like it, though. It's Zach Miller. Hey, got the position right, at least. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. All right. He likes his tight ends. All right. We got one more category. I'm just going to let these two be a free-for-all because they're hard, and Shells and Logan already won. But we're talking about playoffs. 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 During the 2006 divisional playoffs against the Seattle Seahawks, Bernard Berrien led the team with 105 receiving yards, including an impressive deep touchdown catch. Who finished second with 84 receiving yards in the game? 2006? 2006. Uh, Rasheed Davis. Mm-hmm. Earl I'm ben. not even going to let you talk yourself out of that. It is Rasheed Davis. Nice, right? Nice. I got his autograph. He's a good guy. Yeah, played in the arena we league. Get, do you, do we you get like, like 30 points for that? We have 30 for that, right? You got, Ryan. <laughs> hey, you got two for I gave you two. Yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah right. I, I, I clearly kind of know, but because, you know, I have a one-year-old at home and I'm 40 now, I can't remember names, but I can remember positions <laughs> and you still numbers and yeah, whatever. All right, last question. During the 2010 divisional playoffs against the Seattle Seahawks, Greg Olson led the team with 115 receiving yards, including an opening touchdown catch. Who finished second with 54 receiving yards? I want to say Johnny Knox again. Matt Forte. That's a good guess. It was Matt Forte. Right. Dangle. Dangle, once once the game got out of reach, you just got those garbage points and really came out. <laughs> I had Bortles. At the beginning, I should have just listened to myself. The but... Matt Stafford of the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there it is. That's there tough. it is. That's tough. That's All right. Tough. Well, that was that was my trivia game. I know it was hard, but I hope you guys still had fun. And that, that was tough. Fun. That was yeah. fun, too. What was, what was the final score? The what was the final score? Uh, okay, if we're, count, a lot if to we're a counting little. what Dangle just did. We are. Those did count. I mean, those were questions. Unless that put Lo- him over the edge, then it doesn't. Yeah, unless. it didn't. It almost did. <laughs> okay. Logan Good, and Shells, you had count. eight. They had seven. Yes. Oh. Hell yeah, Shells. 
Valiant effort. Damn. Damn guys. If we would have just stuck with 2004, then, you know, all right. It is what it is. Would have, could have, should have. Yep. Game. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, no. Logan, guess. we got some discussions offline. I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diabolical. That's right. Remember, now Jack and Ryan have to either eat or drink something of, and within reason, let's let's say within reason. Course, We're not going to like course. poison these guys, but you guys get to choose what they get to eat or drink. Yes on the Bleach. podcast and we get a we get a live reaction i like perfect. it perfect perfect I like it. if you guys have listened to this podcast there are two things that if you try to make me eat like it's gonna go bad and you may yeah. actually see me throw up and the people listening to this podcast may actually hear me throw up <laughs> how about that asmr <laughs> two things, <laughs> two things so you go to sleep to at night <laughs> let me ask this do they have to be the same thing like can we make jack eat one thing and ryan eat another that's a good question actually Hmm. I kind of want Dangle get... to eat a Chicago dog with ketchup. Just Ooh, to... yeah, yeah. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Yes. That's yeah. no doubter. Right. Sheldon, Sheldon, I will fight you. I will fight you. Oh, man. Tell you, you what. I should have just said 2004. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I will we'll, fly we'll out figure. to Los Angeles and I will karate chop you in the throat. <laughs> Oh, man. oh my gosh we'll figure we'll figure it out offline but i'm definitely looking forward to that that'll be fun <laughs> guys that was that was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun it was funny to see you guys kind of squirm to find answers and like i said clearly my brain works differently because i just have a bunch of useless bears trivia in my head that i just can't get rid of so i thought this podcast was a perfect opportunity to see what you guys could do. So uh, thank you for playing along and hopefully everybody enjoyed it. We're going to get out of here in just a minute, but of course we're going to do shout outs quick. So let's start because he never gets to go first. We're going to start with Ryan and then go Logan shells, Jack, and I'll wrap it up. I've got three shout outs this week. The first one goes to Mike Gus. Uh, Jack and I got an invite to the Irish Bears show this week. And the topic is offensive line, which is something I don't feel uber comfortable with. So I was doing a lot of research. And then I reached out to my buddy, Mike Gus, who coached offensive line, uh, coached uh, offensive as an offensive coordinator, just to kind of pick his brain and just kind of see, you know, if what I was thinking was correct. We had an awesome conversation. We chatted for quite a while. So Mike Gus, thank you for that. And then and uh, uh, the bear guys at the Barely There podcast, Lucas Perfetti and Duke Coughlin, uh, we had a couple back and forth on Twitter, and I got a shout out on their podcast. I took some time and had a listen, and I was just really impressed with their Bears analysis. Did some really good stuff, especially, guys, if you go back and you listen to that episode, uh, just them talking about Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery, the whole idea of carries versus snaps, I thought was absolutely brilliant. So, Lucas, shout out to you. Um, yeah, I missed last week's episode. I know you guys talked about the Highland Park um, shooting, and I kind of just wanted to, uh, you know, send my thoughts to those uh, the victims of the Highland Park shooting. I don't the, saying that sounds so disingenuous, um, but it it that one hit very close to home. I knew of somebody who lost a family member, um, but I, there's there's nothing else to be said. It's just it's it's scary. Um, but I just think of all those people that have been affected by that and by all these other, you know, terrible events recently. And, uh, 
it's hard. It's tough. So uh, just shout out to to the victims and uh, the families and anybody who's who's been affected by it. I'm going to shout out the boys that I went to the East Coast with, uh, my friends Bob Platt, Tim Johnson, and Kermit Eby. Also, like to shout out to PNC Park if you haven't been. Uh, it's where the Pittsburgh Pirates play. Uh, we watched them play the Brewers there. It is a beautiful stadium, as I alluded to earlier. If you get a chance to go, 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 Bucks! I've got a, uh, I've got a few shout outs tonight. Uh, the first, uh, we go back a long ways on Twitter, and a while back he said that potentially we may be separated at birth because our views were so aligned. And and the more I interact with him, the more I think he may be right. Uh, he's Frozen Warrior. He's at Unfaltering One. Uh, great guy, great follow. And uh, along the same lines, another great follow with with some great interactions I've had recently. Uh, Hair Bear, he is at Chicago Hair Bear. Uh, so go give them a follow if you're not already following. And then lastly, I, I want to shout out a young man from Mississippi. This is an amazing story I, I was reading earlier. Uh, Corian Evans, 16 year old from Mrs. Jackson, Mississippi, uh, was driving at 2.30 a.m. when a car uh, went into the, I'm going to butcher the name of this, Pascagoula River. Uh, three young ladies were in the vehicle. He saved all three from drowning and then went back to rescue uh, a police officer who was on the verge of drowning, who stopped to render aid. So all in all, saved the three women plus the police officer that stopped to help the three women. Uh, just an amazing story for anybody to do that, let alone a 16-year-old at 2.30 in the morning jumping into a river with God knows what inside it. And, uh, and it was about 25 yards off the bank from my understanding. So multiple trips out, multiple trips back to the shore. Um, just an amazing story for anybody, let alone a 16 year old young man. So shout out to him. Uh, just an incredible story. I know they, they have a, uh, a GoFundMe to help that young man out. Um, so if you are so inclined, go give that a look. Shells, thanks for sharing that. That was, it's crazy, crazy, just yeah. absolutely crazy, man. Um, all right. I got five shout outs. Uh, first one, I'll just send quickly to Kevin Fishbane who covers the bears for the athletic. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Highland park, but he was actually there and he lives in Highland park and he just gave an incredible interview on Parkinson Spiegel on Tuesday of this last week and talked about the experiences. And I mean, my heart just completely went out again to everybody there. Um, it, it was something, you know, I, I talked a little bit about last week. I was very triggered by it and hearing him recount everything was just so harrowing, but uh, I really appreciate him sharing his story. And of course, you know, if, if you can donate to the GoFundMe for the victims um, and those who have lost family members, unfortunately, in that uh, another shout out I want to give out is a guy I've really gotten to know pretty well on Twitter over the last like year or so. And that's Adam Rosen. Um, he, I believe he writes at the windy city along with you shells, but he's just such a really nice guy on Twitter. And he's, he's shared some personal experiences and his struggles throughout life at times, but he's such a positive man. And I love, you know, getting to interact with him and his sports takes. So uh, shout out to him. And I'm just glad he's here. 
Um, a couple guys who have uh, done really great with uh, sharing our 30 most important bears series on uh, bears wire. Aside from you guys, you guys have been awesome about uh, retweeting that and everything. So thank you, but got to give a shout out to our guy, Scott Swartz, as well as Todd Welter. Um, we really appreciate the support, but those two guys uh, really highlighted our series the last couple of days and we really appreciate it. And then finally uh, to my guy, Jonathan hand, Jonathan a on Twitter. Uh, one of the guys I've really gotten to know gotten to enjoy knowing, I guess, over the last few years. And I mentioned how he was there for me uh, during the time when my dog died. Uh, but he had a really, really fun tweet that uh, got some engagement. I was really happy for him and uh, just love hearing his bears take. So make sure you give him a follow as well. Guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode and continuing to listen to us throughout the offseason. We know there's tons of Bears content out there and, you know, we're gearing up towards training camp, but sometimes it's fun to do different things like this. So I appreciate you listening to my episode this week. Uh, we're going to have more episodes coming up as we get closer to training camp and really getting to talk about football. But if you like what you hear, please rate us on I, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you tell your friends about us. We really love the support. It, 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 sharing the podcast, you know, that's how people hear about us. So please continue to do that. Follow us on social media. Like I said, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll post all of our updates there. We'll also post our episodes. And uh, we'll have a fun episode coming next week. Really excited about it. For Ryan Dangle, Jack Wright, a.k.a. Dirk Diggler, Logan Bradley and Patrick Sheldon, a.k.a. the Trivia Champions. My name is Brendan Chagru. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. And as always, bear down, Chicago. Chicago.